Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. This is the number one daily radio show for realtors looking for a no BS, authentic, real-time coaching experience. What's really working in today's market, how to generate more leads, make more money, and have more time for what you love in your life. And now your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Yep, you've come to the right place. We're going to be telling you how to take three listings immediately, urgently, because all of you need to be doing that. Because remember, three listings, generally speaking, will equal usually two or three X the number of transactions from the listing. In other words, one listing could equal three other transactions. That seller could buy something, that seller or that house, you could sell it to your buyer. You guys get the idea. Listings are what you need to be focusing all your best energies on 100% of the time. And the reason is, again, is because the entire lifeblood of the real estate industry comes from being a listing agent. Do I have to convince you of that? Hopefully we do not. But in case we do, let me just leave you with this thought. And then we're going to get to um, our scripts. We're going to tell you what to say to prospective sellers, what to say to you know people that uh, show up in your life as buyers that actually have houses to sell. And here's, re- here's the underlying, most prevailing thing that you need to understand. And this, I think, will help you have a very clear path forward anytime when you're trying to make a decision on what you're going to be focusing on, either uh, sellers or buyers, okay? Here it is. There is no such thing as a buyer that has to buy. It does not, there is no such thing as a buyer that has to buy. And if you have been, if you've been in the real estate uh, industry long enough, you've been frustrated by buyers that show up all excited and motivated in your life. And then they just decide to change their minds and go in a different direction. They decide to stay renting. And this is the reason there's no such thing as a buyer that has to buy. They can stay renting. They can keep their house. They can decide to move next year or move never. They can, um, you know, there's all different reasons why buyers can just completely and totally check out of the market. And they check out of the market for the least um, the, the, the light, slightest headwind, they'll change their mind. You're hearing about geopolitical problems, rising interest rates, different things happen in this direction or that direction, and they just decide whether they're going to take themselves out of the market. Oh, and then there's the you know time of year. Well, it's too close to the holidays. It's it's too far from the holidays. We well, want to be don't, in but- Don't forget I'm not willing to do what it takes to actually buy a house in today's market. I see that posted all over agent stuff lately online. Where they'll they'll say, well, you know, I've been working with this buyer and they've had three lowball offers. Well, a lowball offer in most of your markets is anything less than full list price. And so how much longer should I keep working with this person? Well, obviously, they're not actually motivated after losing three times and hopefully you counseling them what it's going to actually take. That's the kind of buyer that you shouldn't be working with. And you know, if you have, you know, you have a real buyer if they do one thing, buy a house, which a lot of you guys have are a lot of lookers. And this is the reason that those of you who focus on buyers ultimately end up losing, especially in a market like this. And by the way, this market is not going to change anytime soon. And we talked about this on part one of this series. Go back and listen to that. And if you have any trailing beliefs that the market's going to crash correct or whatever, go back and listen to the past podcasts. And I think you'll talk yourself out of it, uh, out of thinking that somehow the market's not going to continue to stay hot on the seller side of things because it is. But the bottom line is, is buyers don't have to buy or they never have to buy. Don't say 1031 tax exchange because they can just pay the taxes. Now, there are plenty of examples of sellers that have to sell. Uh, There are examples of sellers that have to sell. For example, they have to sell to buy a next house. They don't have the money, the down payment, unless they sell their existing one. They may have inherited the property. It might be a probate listing. They may have gotten relocated. They could have some sort of financial hardship or a looming financial hardship. Divorce decree. A divorce decree. There could be all kinds of, there's like 
a million reasons why a seller has to sell a house. Well, or, let, let's clarify this. Has to sell means that it's really not up to them. They have to sell. In other words, something bad could happen to them if they don't sell. Relocation, they don't get their job if they don't move to that town. Divorce decree, the judge has said you will be selling and splitting proceeds. Someone else is helping to make that decision. That never happens with a buyer. Julie just said something really critical. There's a external force, in essence, that's, again, forcing them or strongly encouraging them to sell said property. That is a motivated seller. And yet, what do you guys do? You spend all your time working with buyers. Why do you do that? Because you've been lied to that it's too difficult to go after listings, right? For example, uh, we were told this when we got our real estate licenses, you know, decades ago. Mm -hmm. You work with a bunch of buyers. Eventually, those buyers move up, and those are your first listings. And yeah. you have to basically, you know, do you all this. You have to cut your teeth on buyers. For years and years and years. And then typically, it's five to seven years. Then you become a listing agent. Who said that? That was just such a bunch of crap. And what Julie and I realized was, no, there's listings all over the place. And they're in the form of, you know, for example, unrepresented owners, what we call, you know, for sale by owners, there's expired listings, there's probate listings. In our premier coaching program, we teach you guys some 20 different ways to go after listing leads, all of which are free, but all of which, guess what, requires skill. So if you have a limited amount of time every day, which you do, a limited amount of energy every day, which you do, and you have to choose between spending that time pursuing sellers or pursuing buyers, absolutely pursue sellers. And also keep in mind, a buyer, generally speaking, will equal one transaction, assuming you can actually get them a house. A seller typically will result in three to five transactions. Please remember we told you that because the seller is going to sell. You might sell that to your own listing in this market or your own buyer in this market. You probably will. That buyer's gonna or that seller when they become a buyer is probably you know they're obviously going to buy something. They might buy something else. You have to sell. There's another double end. I mean, some of our most lucrative transactions were. You know, essentially, one seller is buying one of our listings, buying another one of our listings. Buying, so and you the, have the buyer for the first listing. Exactly. Where there'd be like yeah. five or six transactions lined up and we were getting paid on all of them. That only happens when you have listings. If you don't have listings, you're not going to have the benefit of some of the best, frankly, uh, opportunities there are in real estate. Working with buyers in a market like this and in many markets where the buyer agent commissions are actually being reduced uh, by the market forces and where you guys are so willing to pay these ridiculous referral fees is an act of futility. Now, we're not thinking that's going to be permanently affixed or permanently changed. The buyer's market will swing back. You'll start seeing commissions increase, incentives for buyers increase when the market changes, whenever that is, no time soon. But the bottom line is, focus all your best energies, no matter how experienced you are in real estate, whether you're new or you're a grizzled veteran, on becoming a powerful listing agent. The easiest way for you to do that is learn from somebody who's done it a million times before, in our case, tens of hundreds of thousands of times before, right? Become a Premier Coaching student. And it's very easy for you to join Premier Coaching. It costs around $100 a month, just you know, depending on how you choose to enroll. And then you get a daily semi-private coaching call. You get all of our scripts. You get our objection handlers. You get our uh, pre-listing pack. You get the listing presentation. You get all the lead generation uh, systems. You get every single aspect of what it's going to take for you to build your listings-focused real estate empire. And all you've got to do is text the word PREMIER to 47372. Text the word PREMIER to 47372. Um, and again, when you do, you're going to go right to the front of the line. You're going to be able to join Premier Coaching, and you can join for around $100 a month. Do that now. Stop thinking about it. Stop thinking, well, I'm going to waste more time on Facebook or YouTube watching all these fake coaches give me all this, you know, maybe half-assed suggestions on what I should be doing. Go to the proven system that's going to get you the proven results. 
Our system works at all price ranges, at all market conditions, um, and we always are constantly revising it, always updating it. So text the word PREMIER to 47372. And remember, message and data rates may apply. Now get ready. We're going to give you guys scripts now of what you could be saying to sellers who are nervous about putting their houses for sale now. Yeah, so remember, your job is to take three listings immediately, and you're going to use virtually the same script for every conversation because that keeps coming up. Where am I going to go? Where am I going to go? Where am I going to go? You guys have got to stop living in fear of hearing that. Okay, so we're going to prioritize three specific seller opportunities. Number one, you have to look at your own center of influence and past clients. That's your database. Even if you're a brand new agent, you have a center of influence, even if you don't have very many past clients yet. This will help you create the inventory that you're looking for. Again, for buyers that you have that you're looking, put the deal together yourself, but more importantly, to create listing inventory for yourself. Category number two, you've got to identify every unrepresented seller, those are for sale by owners, within a 20 mile radius, not just your favorite MLS uh, uh, MLS code. So 20 mile radius, Julie, if you're living someplace that's rural, you're gonna have to push it out even further, That's true. Right? Mm -hmm. But if 20 mile radius, and if you're in LA, it's going to take you like five hours. Well, and you shouldn't, miles. if you live in some place like LA, you shouldn't need 20 miles because there's such density, a density, right? right? So adjust accordingly, these, but you get the idea. These aren't hard rules, guys. You have to use common sense. But the moral of the story is, is what Julie is trying to help you guys understand is do not look in too small of a radius. And talk to 100% of them. Yes. Okay. So yes, they exist. Of course they exist. We have more for sale by owners right now because the market is hot. And don't overqualify. Oh, I don't want to list that one. It's or I don't want to call that one. It's too cheap. It's too rural. It's too it's this. Too it's ugly. too that. No, it's none of those things. You just are being lazy. Call them. They all need to sell. And remember, every single transaction could equal three. I can give you guys zillions of examples. Anyone who's been in the business for a long time will tell you that one. Of the, the, everyone's got a story or ten stories like this where they picked up the phone. It was a buyer who wanted to purchase something that was, uh, you know, maybe a lower end house than they're used to dealing with, but they had to sell, say, something even lower end than that in order to basically move up. And you're like, okay, well, I'll help this person. They seem very nice. And even though the transaction uh, income to you was going to be equivalent of buying a Diet Coke, right? But the moral of the story is you still help that person. And then you help that person and they become one of your greatest centers of influence, past client sources ever. We had something like this happen. It was this little homey house made of cinder blocks, believe it or not. You remember this one? <laughs> I do. And it turned out she was the personal assistant to, was it the CEO of Cardinal Health or yeah. it was something like that, she right? She was somebody's admin, basically. It was something. And then she got us in. She loved us because we helped her sell this. And this house had been expired like a million times. Well, yes. And it really wasn't that cute, if we're being honest. It no, was no. also in the floodplain. It was made out of cinder block. And it, and it was only $50,000. I do remember that. And, and it flooded. On and the it trail. flooded. So, yeah. you know. We, we, called it would, it the, we called it the duck blind. It I mean, would be easy to say, I don't want that listing, right? Right. Well, it, but it expired a bunch of times. It mm -hmm. was, someone was going to have to get all kinds of, but it, the inside of it, because it, you know, it's been getting rehabbed on a regular basis <laughs> right. after the it was flood. Pretty cute. was very nice, right? What No one wanted the listing. It had been expired a bunch of times and Julie and I took the listing. We sell it and that just set up years worth of uh, other transactions because she was so grateful. So yes. the moral of the story is do not think that you, and I don't care if you're a seasoned veteran or if you're somebody who's brand new, have no standards of what listing you're going to take well, in this market. The only, take them all. The only filter is they have to sell. Yeah. I don't care if they're ugly. I don't care if you don't like it. I don't care if it's out of your stomping ground. I don't care if you've never been to that MLS code before. If they're motivated, you have to take the listing. Now, that said, in this market, and it is crazy right now, we're kind of bending our own rules, to be honest with you guys. 
Even a seller that's only motivated by winning the real estate lottery, if the numbers all align, if what they're expecting to get or what you could get from putting the house for sale, even if they didn't weren't necessarily motivated in the traditional sense, take the damn listing. That's right, because it probably is going to sell. Yeah, I mean, okay. there's there's lots of examples of people right now uh, in certain tons. markets that are getting offers, that are getting solicited to sell their houses. Sellers who are having people door knock, not these you know home flipper types, but actual buyers door knocking, sending yeah. letters bypassing their buyer's agents, going going directly to the markets and looking for sellers that might be interested in selling. Sellers don't know the value of their homes right now. They have no clue. And there you go. There's another source and we're going to get into this. Exactly. Let's go getting okay. Julie back on her script. Now, let's get to point to our third opportunity. You must identify at least 30 expired listings within, give or take, a 20-mile radius and speak with them about listings. Go back a year. It does not matter. And go out geographically as well. I tell you, I'll share with you something that Chris Leon in Chicago has discovered, okay? To a couple of points. One is list them if they're motivated and they have to sell. But secondly, you know, go beyond the obvious, right? So he's found a really great honey hole prospecting. Uh, two families, three families, and quads, as well as mixed use like commercial on the bottom, apartments on the top, because he has virtually no competition on that and because he does find very motivated sellers. So that's an interesting little thing you can search. But let me ask you, in a hot seller's market like this, Mm -hmm. which is unusual, like extraordinary, Right. When when would you advise a coaching client not to take a listing? Because we are using the word motivated, unmotivated. And you have to remember that a lot of these guys aren't going to have the real estate chops to discern the difference. difference. And agents have a tendency to overqualify out of fear. So here's here's I'm going to go back to what I said a second ago. If the seller wants to sell, list it. Even if the house has bad location, bad condition, or if you think it's overpriced, list it. List everything right now. In today's market. In today's market. Now, six months from now. (laughs) The rules may change. They probably will. But now, list everything. Vacant land, trailer homes. It it does not matter. List everything. Well, I mean, imagine some of these guys have such low inventory. Imagine if your inventory doubled tomorrow. What do you think would happen to it? It's it's all going to sell off immediately. We see that week after week when we do see inventory bubbling up. And there's stuff that would never have sold two years ago (laughs) that's that's selling with competing offers. Well, we might throw in, you know, for our more experienced agents, call anybody that you had expire on you in the past even three or four years if you were unfortunate enough to have an expired. Honestly, Julie, when I think about a market like this, I think back when you and I used to prospect. And Mm -hmm. I think to myself... How awesome to what you just said. Would it be to call up somebody that expired two years ago and tell them that their house, like they're not. You could get them more. Exactly. Like a hell of a lot more. It could be based on, you know, it could be as much as uh, on the appreciation of the past couple of years. It could be as much as 50% more. That's true. I mean, just year over year, that stat just came out this week, 19% higher than last year already. And how about, yeah, guys think about that one. So how about for sale by owners? Most for sale by owners have no clue what the houses are worth right now. And you guys are fearful that they don't want to pay commission and whatever, whatever. We teach you you how to overcome and list for sale by owners, a.k.a. unrepresented owners. And here's what you're going to discover. When you use our scripts and you call these guys, you will quickly discover that most of them are underpriced, not overpriced. They're underpriced, not overpriced. And even if they're priced to market or slightly overpriced, it doesn't mean it won't sell in this market. So normal motivation rules really don't apply. If they have to sell, well, that's awesome. If they want to sell, that's awesome too. List them all. That's right. So what are you going to say? And again, you get a lot more in depth with Premier Coaching, but we're exposing you to 
Stop saying like, well, yeah, I know there's nothing to buy. That's the end of the conversation. You have to do better than that. So first, your first part of the script, show the potential seller the facts about the market. That could be offering a free comparative market analysis. That could be what many of our coaching clients are doing. They're calling to talk about a recent sale that just blows the market away. And then secondly, actually handle the objection. And that's what most of our scripting is going to get to about, okay, that's great. You told me the price. That's awesome. But now what am I going to buy? Okay. Now, mistake number one, assuming that every person you talk to wants to buy, doesn't have an option worked out. You're dealing with adults here. Okay, so first we talked about past clients and centers of influence. It's worth mentioning, Julie, the power yeah. of scripts in a market like this, guys, aren't just the difference between you getting paid and not getting paid. It's you winning. It's you becoming dominant in your marketplace because most of the, most agents are going to not know what to say when the seller asks them, well, where am I going to move to? How am I going to move up? What's my other options? That's that, right. So really what the problem is in the marketplace, it is lack of inventory, but really it's lack of agent skills knowing how to create the inventory for the prospective sellers uh, to move up into. 100%. That is what the scripting is about. And that's really what we're trying to help you guys understand. It's not branding and marketing and buying leads and worrying about your TikTok videos and all this other Mickey Mouse. It's knowing what to say and how to say it. Julie, well, Tim, if that worked, wouldn't they all have a bunch of listings right now? Well, no, right? I'm just <laughs> but saying. But the proof's is, in the pudding, right? Yeah, you guys, listen, we could, Julie and I could vamp forever on the uh, really insanity of what a lot of you are being sold into believing. Stop flying to the shiny objects. Start realizing or realize that the real work in real estate is what's going to get you really paid. The rest is just to placate your ego and make you believe that you don't actually have to do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. And remember, guys, all of this drilled down information is available when you become a Premier Coaching client. Just text the word Premier to 47372. Remember, message and data rates may apply. All right, Julie has prepared yes, two scripts for you guys. Okay, so let's just take our, our part number one where you're reaching out to your existing past clients and center of influence. I'm going to call you Bob because Bob is very popular. Okay, so Bob, I'm reaching out to all of my friends and clients this week just to share some market news with you so that you stay informed. I'm sure you've noticed there aren't that many for sale signs around right now. Let me let me give you an edit to that or a suggestion, depending yep. on your personality. This opening line really is not that important. What really is important is you're trying to uh, present to them something that's going to be a solution to a problem that they may have or a problem that they will have once you basically <laughs> read the first line to them. Right. So this would be, a, this is what, again, an alternative to this. And we have like four or five opening line alternatives. We're not going to give them all to you on our, on our podcast. But hey, Bob, this is Tim Harris. Uh, as a, I've been getting a lot of calls. I'm sorry, let me start again. Hey, Bob, this is Tim Harris. So listen, I've been getting a lot of calls, emails, you know, messages from my friends, family, uh, people I know, love, and care about. And they're all asking me the same question, Bob. What the heck's going on at the real estate market? People are worried. So, so that people, so you, so others don't have to worry, I'm going to start calling everybody every single month and give me a quick snapshot of what their home's worth in this marketplace. Now, you guys can edit that back, but the gist of it is, is that you're acknowledging that they're somebody you care about and you're here to solve a problem. And all of them, uh, once you say, I'm going to tell you what your home's value is, what's going on in the market, they're going to not, they didn't necessarily, weren't necessarily thinking of that as a question in their minds before, but they are now because you just said everyone else is asking about that. Yes. And you gave them a compliment because I care about my friends and right. family and past clients. And I'm reaching out to give you a snapshot of the market. So then you can talk about a recent sale. You can talk about some stats of, about, you know, your area. 
Go ahead. Well, so the next line to that would be, so Bob, I've got your, I got your snapshot ready for you now. Um, and if you're ready and then Bob's going to, well, hold on. I'm Bob, right? No, no. Bob's a seller. Okay. <laughs> Whoever Bob is. Yes. And then, and uh, okay. So here's a quick snapshot. Bob, there's currently, and you'll have to know this, it's um, absorption, right? It's very simple. Just say, Bob, there's currently 5,000 homes for sale in the marketplace, whatever the actual number is. And last month there were, you know, 3,000 houses that sold. So based on what's selling currently and based on what the available consistent level of inventory is, we have essentially what amounts to a 60 to 90 day supply of homes. And you're also going to be thrilled to know, Bob, that in the last 12 months, homes in our marketplace have gone up by, it's at least 19%. So the moral of the story, Bob, is that your house is worth substantially more than what it was, you know, six months ago, maybe even, you know, way more than you might even believe it's worth 90 days ago. Yes. Yeah, so now that you know that we could likely get at least blank for your home, and you guys will have your MLS fired up while you're having these talks, what does that do to your plans? Would you like me to prepare a more in-depth market analysis to see what you can expect in today's market? Maybe a net seller's net sheet, something like that. Now, note to self, even if they say they're never moving, you can still ask, who do they know who could use your help buying or selling real estate? Well, okay. they'll often say that and say, well, I appreciate that. And I, you got a great house. I don't blame you for not wanting to sell. When somebody hits you with an objection, it's critical that you repeat what they said and affirm it. In other words, say something that's letting them know that you heard what they said. Don't just jump to the objection handler. Because if you jump to the objection handler, that creates tension. So even if they say something gets silly, still acknowledge it and then essentially give them a but or have you considered. And, and that's the thing to you know, move keeps forward. It the conversation Because if someone says that, you can say, well, I appreciate that. And I hear that all the time. And frankly, your neighborhood is amazing. A lot of people want to move there. Uh, but if I were to pop by with a buyer, now this is if you want to be a little bit more aggressive. If I were to pop by with a buyer that wanted to purchase your house at a number that absolutely made all kinds of sense to you, would you still not be, would, would your plans still be what they are wanting to stay put? And they're probably going to say yes. But that at that point, you've got a conversation going. You've checked them on what they said their objection was because a lot of times people just throw something out, right? Right. And so then, you've gone deeper. And then you say, uh, you know, um, would you like, you know, as Julie just said, would you like me to prepare a more, uh, more in-depth market analysis of your property and just have one of those CMA programs, spit out a CMA and email it to them. Mm -hmm. After you email it to them, make sure you call and review it with them That's right. and then and start making a habit of ending every single conversation with, oh, by the way, who do you know who's thinking about buying or selling? Actually, forget the buying part. Oh, by the way, yeah. who do you who do you know is thinking about selling in this market that I should be helping? Right. So if all else fails and they're like, this is the house I'm dying in, right? And, you, and you've asked enough questions, you believe them. You can still turn it into a prospecting call, a proactive lead generation call by asking who else they know in the neighborhood who is thinking about selling. And, okay. and we'll make this really work. Now you're going to get your centers of influence and past client list together. And we show you how to do that in the Premier Coaching Program. But to make this really work, you need to start calling these people, calling, calling, calling. Every single month. Now, some people are going to tell you every 90 days, every six months. The market is moving too fast right now. You need to call them every single month and give them a quick snapshot. And just call them next month at the same day. Um, well, their I, motivation changes, right? So it, yesterday, maybe they saw a house they love. Exactly. It, that completely ha they, Bob was out rolling around with Bob that the past weekend. And they meandered in a new construction area. Exactly. And they fall in love with this new construction area. And their motivation changes. But it all started because you planted the seed in their mind that their house is actually the Willy Wonka golden ticket that they hadn't even been thinking about. And now Bob and Bobette try, decide to drive the countryside and find their dream house that they wouldn't have otherwise totally. been looking at. See how you created the inventory? Yes, but uh, to 
your point, you have to follow up after you create the CMA, et cetera. So call them back in 30 days, you know, it, and then say, hey, Bob, this is, you know, this is Tim Harris again, giving you a quick uh, snapshot of the current market and do this all same thing again, basically. 5,000 houses for sale, 3,000 sold last month based on current supply of homes for sale. There's less than 30 days supply of homes and you will be thrilled to hear in the last 30 days, homes have increased in value. You can say appreciation if you want to, but it's really inflation by 6% or whatever the heck Increased the in is. value is a safe way to say it. Right. Ex- increase in it. And but would you like me to do a more in-depth study of your home's value um, in this marketplace? And they might say yes this time. And then if they don't, just say they'll say thank you. And you can leave this voicemail, by the way. It's perfectly fine. But we'd prefer you talk to people. Don't just leave voicemails because I know what a lot of you will do. You'll <laughs> call intentionally when you know they won't answer just so you don't have to talk to them. That is what a real estate – I was going to say something mean, but I won't. Do not do that. You're wanting to talk with people. That is the point. Okay. And then end every conversation with, oh, by the way, Bob, a quick reminder, if you run across anybody – that you're that you know of that's thinking about selling their home that I should be helping this market should be helping in this market please do consider me or please do keep me in mind say it a little bit differently you're training them to think of you when they have a referral now you that's the second month and the third month some of them usually about 10% of them will start giving you referrals because you've done what you said you were going to do you called them every month at the same time you've done it two months in a row you're showing you showing them that you're a professional of your word yep. you're giving them value you're giving them value consistently with asking virtually for nothing in exchange they now go to yoga class and they have we're talking real estate with their friend their friend wants to sell the house they just discovered they're getting relocated guess what bob and bob are going to bring you a nice juicy referral from their buddy at yoga you guys get it that only happens when you make the phone calls and yet how many of you right now are thinking about buying leads from Zillow? Don't do it. Now, moving on to the second part, which you are hearing all the time if you're making any calls at all, talking to any humans at all, because everybody's going to say yes to what's my house worth. Then they're going to say, well, that'd be awesome, but where would I move to? Okay. So script part two, do you want to do this today or tomorrow? No, let's do it today. Okay. So script part two, that's a great question. And it's certainly on everyone's minds lately. Let's look at a variety of options and see which might be the most comfortable for you. And Tim, every single one of these has happened to our coaching clients, either them personally or with their, uh, you know, their actual transactions. Okay. Now, point before we get on to, to these speaking points, we're giving you some scripting, some conversation to have about where would I go? Okay, so number one is you're going to tell stories about what somebody else has done because it's easier for somebody to digest that if it's if you're not talking to their ego. Let's give an example. So we, if you're the exactly what Julie just said, make sure you're telling things in form of stories. People, there's some research that's been done that makes it so that when you're telling somebody something that is perceived as you giving them advice – they actually, their ego will put up a wall right. and their inner skeptic will start battling internally with what you're saying. But if you tell them a story, the inner skeptic stays in the background and never veers his or her yeah. ugly head. So you're telling them a story about somebody else who said the same thing. You know, I was just dealing with Bob and Bobette the other day, your neighbors, by the way. <laughs> they right? get around that Bob and Bobette. They, they do. They're very, very popular. They are. And they were thinking about, um, they were not interested in putting their house for sale as well. But then when they realized what their house is worth in today's market, they actually, within one week, went out and found something they wanted to buy, which they didn't think they could actually afford. That's right. So we're going to tell stories. I'm going to go through some examples. Uh, these are mix and match. For some people, you only have to say one of these points. For other people, they're going to want to hear all the options. 
So you might say something like, a lot of people are buying first and then selling. With super low interest rates and the likelihood of your home selling as soon as we get it on the market, many people are just buying first, closing, and then selling the old home. Now, so many people think, well, how could, how, why would anybody want two mortgages at the same time? But because rates are low and payments are low, we're seeing this more and more. They buy first, and we know this because our coaching clients say, when the coaches ask them, great new listing, where's that person going to go? Well, they already bought. Okay, so next. Well, so, but, but yes. just for, along those lines, there's something called a bridge loan, <laughs> and there's right. a lot, and there's a lot of other banks that are doing hybrid bridge loans. If or they, they don't, might not even need the bridge, or they might not even need the bridge because they have cash, and they might take a do it a mortgage uh, that is requires virtually no money down. As long as it doesn't have a prepayment penalty, then they can exactly. refinance when the old house sells, and then you can they can roll in the extra equity that they're having from the sale of the previous property. There are so many different ways to do this. Talk to your lender, but the point yeah. Ms. Ms. Harris here is making is don't assume that you know what the seller's financial situation is. You'll be shocked how frequently That's people right. have the cash to purchase without the sale of their home. And yet your you know, real estate brain is saying have to sell first. They don't have to sell first. Most of them don't. And you should be paying attention to the really good Really great loan officers have specific programs for this scenario. There's lots of different versions of this. Well, that's assuming they know a really good or really great loan well, officer. Which is a whole other podcast. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> um, so next you could say some people are choosing to build and then sell. Building buys you time and you get a brand new house with nothing to repair. Builders are also, I've, I've been getting lots of builder emails. They're closing out model homes. There's all kinds of things that are not in your MLS. You know, it's worth mentioning too, especially at these two points. Mm -hmm. If you were an EXP agent, for example, mm -hmm. and you had the ability to go into a seller's house and remove the biggest point of contention, at least in some of these sellers' mind, owning two homes at once and all these other scenarios. And Julie's example there, what if I build and the house is done and I don't have my sale of my house and whatever, whatever, then I'm running into a financial constraint. You can actually put a stopgap in place as an EXP agent and have an investor lined up to purchase the house if you're involved in the um, express offers program. In the express offers program. So as an EXP agent, you actually have an express offers program, which is similar to Open Door, which allows you to take a subject property to the investors through the express offers program at EXP, and then they will buy the house. You will still get paid a commission. And when they fix the house up to put it back for sale, you will then get the listing. So you lose nothing and you remove that point of uh, fear for that seller, assuming they didn't have the money to purchase two homes at once or didn't even want to yeah. do it. You guys get it? Well, talk and about it, being a problem solver, right? And obviously a lot of you are on your way to becoming EXP agents. And if you'd like to join EXP today and you're looking for a proactive sponsor, do consider Julie and I. We are formally applying for the job of being your EXP sponsors. Text me directly, 512-758-0206. 512-758-0206. If you're just on your way of learning more about EXP, we've made that easy for you as well. Just text the letters EXP to 47372. Again, if you're just getting started learning about EXP and why tens of thousands of agents are joining every year, uh, just text the letters EXP to 47372. And it'll take you over to a website explaining EXP with all kinds of information, videos and whatnot. And you'll, once you see these videos, you're going to be like, of course I want to become an EXP agent. Exactly. But if you've already uh, gone down that path and you're ready to choose your sponsor, you're ready to become an EXP agent, Julie and I would love the honor of being your EXP sponsors. Text me directly at 512-758-0206. And remember, message and data rates may apply. Now, this one I've heard from multiple coaching clients. And in any other market, you might think it's crazy, but this is real. Here's your conversation. Remember, we're talking about options to sell 
where are they going to go? Okay. I've had a few clients instruct me to get them the most for their home, and then they plan to travel for six months to a year. One of them is trying out different vacation rentals in four different cities they're considering moving to. They're really enjoying the adventure. Now, that's making somebody think differently, right? Now, some of my clients are moving to their own vacation rentals or to their own normal rental home so they have time to look around at their options. I hear this a lot from coaching clients. I want to take one step back and go to this first one about traveling. Yep. And it, Julie's point is really amazing because right now, of course, there's a national shortage of RVs. You can't even yeah. rent one right now. But don't just assume that they're going to want to cruise around in an RV. It's Again, VRBO. It, well, I mean, as they're traveling, they can travel yeah. on a car and stay in VRBOs. Exactly. But Julie is giving you guys an alternative, uh, a path forward for some of these sellers that are worried about where they're going to go. So what you're going to be able to do, because the equity situation a lot of people have, is they can move forward their plans to move to the, the, the mountainside or move to the lakeside or move to the ocean. We're going ocean to Florida. Front. Right. They, can, they don't have to wait another five or ten years. Their time is now. They just don't know it because they haven't come across you who has the skill set to explain to them how they don't have to wait. And because of the uh, essentially one of these unintended positive con uh, uh, consequences of you know, COVID, a lot of people can work wherever the heck they want to work now, and they can work, you know, online. And there's all we've talked endlessly about all the technological revolution that's going to essentially exponentially increase yeah. the speed of change. Well, and that that next point I think really is a product of COVID. Some of the clients are moving to their own vacation rental. It's almost like the reverse second home move, and then selling what their primary home was. I have lots of examples of that. And then they're either going to decide that they like living there or they're going to look around at their options. Okay. In other words, they had another house to move to. All right. So a few people have cashed out and moved in with family for the time being. They liked the option of taking time to look around. We see this a lot from the, um, the older crowd, the baby boomers, moving in to be with their grandkids. Uh, two of my clients have cashed out and moved into luxury rentals that they're in until they decide what's next for them. Remember, there's lots of new construction luxury rentals with all kinds of amenities and people can park there for a while. Another couple of clients have purchased homes to rehab so they can then take, a, take advantage another time of higher prices and make even more money during this unprecedented time. Let's give an example. So you could right now help a buyer, uh, a seller, move up to a house that you've discovered that the seller will sell, but the house needs completely rehabbed. So yeah. let's, I'm going to make up numbers here. So you're going to help them purchase the house for, say, $600,000. The house, if it were rehabbed, would be worth $1.5 million. To rehab the house, it's going to cost you know $400,000. So you're now sitting in front of this seller that's sort of interested in moving if they can make all the stars align. But you can show them, not only are you going to have a place to move, but you're going to have built-in equity mm -hmm. where I'm going to help you essentially find the rehabbers. I'm going to help you essentially the whole thing. You can have that dream house now. And not only that, you're going to make money on it instantly based on the present market. That's right. And one thing that you guys don't realize is that many of the people in your past clients, center of influence, probably some of the for sale by owners, they're already looking on their own for stuff to flip and rehab. For sure. And if you're not getting in the middle of that transaction, helping them make it easier, you know, solving their solution, then you're out. You've got to make the calls, guys. Okay, so let's see. I, either way, everyone seems to take advantage of their increased values. So what are you thinking as I tell you all of this? Remember, these are not yes or no questions. What are you thinking as I tell you all of this? What does this do to your plans? Which of these scenarios is appealing to you? So again, contrast this with what most agents are doing right now. The seller says, you know, that's awesome. I would love to cash out of my house, but where am I going to go? Unskilled agents say what? Yeah, you're right. There's no inventory. Maybe we should wait until spring well, or next year or wait until the market crashes. Well, what do most of them do? They just go to the MLS. Right. 
Exactly, which is why they think there's nothing. What we are teaching you guys to do, hopefully opening your minds to the fact that in a market like this, you have to create your own inventory. You can't just go to the MLS. Inventory to sell to your buyers, hopefully buyers that have houses to sell. But you're going to have to create your own listing inventory. Now, the easy buttons are what we teach you first. The expires, the for sale by owners, the notice of defaults, the... You know, the, the um, I always forget the, the probate. For the pro, I don't know why I have a run that. That's crazy. The probate. We're going to teach you how to go after all the easy ones. And then we also teach you in the Premier Coaching client uh, premier coaching Program how to go after the ones that are slightly uh, hidden. And those the market right now has tremendous pent-up demand for people that want to sell their homes. But the problem is there's not, it's not an inventory problem. It's an agent skills problem that's preventing the market from moving forward. I really believe that. I, it's I 100% think it, true. I, that's why we're presenting this, is I really think that a, unskilled agents are making the low inventory problem worse. And there's, because they're afraid to make the calls because they don't know how to handle what we just went through. So they do nothing. And they say stupid things like, well, we'll just wait the market out. Well, it's getting even worse because most of them are not going to come... I, they're going to be inundated with all the marketing yahoos out there right. that are trying to sell them into TikTok videos and branding. And this make all them broke before they're successful. Make CRMs, right. You guys are falling prey to all these, you know, let's put it under the guise of marketing. And all they're not real estate people. They're people trying to sell you marketing. They're trying to get, get you to buy stuff. And you don't have, let's just be honest, the experience to know BS from non-BS. When you listen to what Julie and I just presented to you in our premier coaching program, you can clearly see... A equals, you know, B. You will do this. You will get paid this. There's no, well, maybe one day if you get better at TikTok videos. Oh, the reason your YouTube channel sucks is because your thumbnails aren't good enough. You need to do more facial expressions on your, all this goofy garbage. Stop wasting your time doing it, guys. Look, if you want to play doing the social networking Mickey Mouse, play doing that after you have stable income from having learned to be a proactive lead generator and having done the real work of real estate. But see it for what it is. And so you're asking me, Julie, where we talk about this all the time, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. You know, there's 1.6 million members of the National Association of Realtors right now. There's supposedly another million agents out there that aren't members of the National Association of Mm -hmm. Realtors. How many of them will be in the business in 24 months? I'll give you the answer, guys. 90% of them, of you, will fail. And within 60 months, it's something, uh, yeah, five years. Within five years, it's virtually all of you will fail. Why? It's because you did not do the real work of real estate. You fell prey to the marketing shiny object. You know, the newest thing is going to be cryptocurrency and NFTs and all these types of things that are designed to distract you from doing the real work. Why do they do that? Because it is difficult for most people to accept the fact that they have to put in oftentimes tremendous amount of effort to get what they want in life. Everybody wants the easy button. So in our industry, it's a hell of a lot easier to sell people the easy button in any industry, by the way, than telling people the truth that they have to do the real work. Julie and I are lone voices in the industry telling you guys the truth. Everybody else wants to tell you and sell you an easy button. They might even make a hell of a lot more money than us selling stuff to agents. But it is out of integrity for us to lie to you guys because we know most of you come into this business and stay in this business by the essentially your uh, your fingernails. Mm-hmm. And, we, and most of you don't build any financial abundance, any financial security ever because you are not willing to do the real work of real estate. The probability of you succeeding in this business for 24 months, let alone 60 or longer months, is about zero unless you actually wake up to the fact that you have to be a professional. And also... We actually did it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And it. so have, by the way, 
every single one of our coaches is actively licensed, actively selling, and in the same market that you're in. That's a distinct point of difference that sometimes you and I forget because we just assume and because we know all of them, all of our coaches, I mean. So it does make a difference to be getting the, the right coaching from the right coaches who have walked in your shoes and are currently walking in your shoes. So you and I pay attention to mm-hmm. uh, what people who are perceived as being competitors to us, what they, the people that pop up on YouTube and the various sure. things. And there's always a whole new harvest of them every spring. Yep. And we're seeing all of them this year. And we watch and we listen to them. And, of course, Julie and I cringe. It's almost like self-flagellation, right? We're the <laughs> monk back in the monastery beating ourselves in the back as we listen to these things yep. with a spiked thing, you know. But we want to know what you guys are being told so that we can tell you the truth and tell you why this stuff is malarkey. But here, and we did this for years because, we, again, we, it's important for us to understand what you guys are, um, you know, what you're coming across. This is the reason Julie and I made four filters. And I'm going to go through these relatively quick, and it's critically important you understand this. Before you hire anybody to perform any professional service for you, and, you know, regards to what we're talking about, real, real estate training, real estate coaching, there's four filters. Filter number one, has that person sold real estate before? When you get all this marketing messages and watch these videos and watch all the rest of it, you need to stop. You need to say, okay, Mr. Supposed Expert, have you ever sold real estate before? You will quickly discover that basically none of them have ever sold real estate before. Why the hell would you listen to that person? It's shocking how few of them actually have. Honestly, why would you listen to that person? Tell me. Explain it to me. Well, it's because marketing is marketing. is marketing is marketing. No, guys, selling real estate is different. It's not the same as selling Gensu knives. It's completely different. And they are just essentially selling to you guys and they're able to sell to you because you don't stop to ask that first question. Because if you did, none of them would be able to get away with selling you guys their gimmicks. Question number two, say let's discover, you discovered a YouTube coach that actually sells real estate or sold real estate. Great. Next question is, did they sell 100 houses in one year? You'll, okay, if you do find someone who's a real estate coach, pretends to be, or says they are, and then they sold 100 houses in one year, that's good. That's You're on your way. Now, move on to question three. Did they sell at least 100 houses per year for at least five years in a row? Now, you'll soon then discover that virtually none of them, there might be one or two out there. I actually know one on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Jackie, who has been successful consistently for a long period of time. She knows what the hell she's talking about. All these others, they're just selling you guys stuff. Most of them. I can't speak for all of them, but most of them. Some of them are really great. Most of them have been personal coaching clients of ours. And I happen to know most of them listen to this podcast because when I watch their videos, I hear what we say on their videos. (laughs) They're copying ideas from us. We hear ourselves. But that's okay. Imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. At least that's what I'm supposed to say. Exactly. (laughs) Okay. All right. So the reality of it is, did they ever sell real estate? Yes or no? If yes, move to question number two. Have they sold 100 houses in uh, one year? If the answer to that is uh, yes, then move to question three. Filter number three. Did they sell at least 100 homes per year for at least five years in a row? Aha. You've discovered someone that has. Now, question four is going to take them all out, except for maybe, again, in the industry right now, there might be... I bet you there's three of us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so here's the answer. If they have the last, the, I'm sorry, the last question is, have they performed at least 10,000 paid coaching calls with real estate agents that you can validate as being you know real? And what they'll do, the fake ones, 
is they'll actually try to avoid the answers to those four questions. I challenge all of you to ask those questions before you listen to anybody. Hiring a CPA, hiring a vet, look for somebody who's actually an expert. Don't just believe their marketing. Okay, if they've actually said, well, I have performed more than 10,000 coaching calls. No, 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 no. Uh, Define that for me. Paid. Paid. Now, define that for me. Oh, I have a YouTube channel with 10 billion views. Okay, that's not the same. Oh, I have a podcast with a whole bunch of uh, listens. That's not the same. I've, I've gone to 100 office meetings and presented in front of lots of different brokers. Not the same. I'm saying who is the, have they performed, have they provided at least 10,000 paid one-on-one coaching calls, paid being the most important number, or the most important aspect of this, because generally speaking, you cannot get paid 10,000 times for doing something unless you know what the hell you're doing. Because here's the reason this is important. Just because somebody is good at selling real estate, if they sold over 100 homes per year for five years in a row, they are good at selling real estate, does not mean they know how to coach agents. Right. It's like the carpenter who's really, really great with wood, but he decides to be a builder, right? That doesn't always work out. Just because you're good at this doesn't mean you're good at that. There is very specific training that not just you and I have been through, but all of our coaches have been through that is about coaching. Not, I mean, yes, in the real estate space, of course, all of them have to be selling, but it is about how to find out, you know, it's not all the same. I know there's people that claim to be coaches that just go, you know, here's the playbook. We're going to do points number one through a hundred and y'all need to know all that stuff. Most of them are Gary V ripoff artists, basically. Yeah. They're just going, listening to other YouTube videos mm-hmm. and they're saying marketing, 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 marketing. Right. They don't know what they're talking about. That's they right. really don't. Well, and they don't teach the rest of the story. Like in the unlikely event that that were to work and you get a call, they don't teach you pre-qualifying scripts. They don't teach you pre-listing package, listing presentation, objection handling, closing, and all of the other stuff. So the reason we're trying to, and I know some of you don't like it when Julie and I are this direct with you, but the reason is, is because if we're not, you're not going to listen and the probability of you succeeding is very, very low. That, that's the reason. Well, we don't want you to be real estate roadkill. Exactly. The reason that we oftentimes have to get ahead of our skis with being really direct with you and in some ways feeling like maybe we're being confrontational is because we have to. So you will listen. You deserve better than listening to somebody who doesn't know what they're talking about, let alone paying your money to that person. Mm. So just for the record, Julie and I check all those boxes. And number four, between the two of us, I am sure that we have performed at least a half million paid one-on-one coaching calls, if not significantly more. Well, we stopped counting like three or four years ago. So yeah, it's definitely it was, more than that. It was. And, and guys, that's really the bottom line. You deserve the best. All of our coaches that work for us, they're all equally, uh, not like us, obviously, I've been doing it as long, but they're equally as qualified. Otherwise, they wouldn't be our coaches. This is what you need to decide upon before you move forward with anybody else with regards to what you're going to do in your real estate business. Statistically, the probability of you succeeding is virtually nothing. You need to do the opposite of what everyone else is doing because what everyone else is doing right now is resulting in virtu- and virtually all of them failing. So maybe you shouldn't you know, follow the lemmings off the cliff. It was lemmings that jumped off the cliff? Lemmings. Yeah. Lemmings. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just <laughs> remember, get my get my animal reference. That's right. No, you did that right. Okay, guys. So hopefully you have gotten some motivation to start getting off your duffs and go after the business. This is going to be, could be, if you choose for it to be, the best real estate market of your lifetime. And the reason why is because it's so tough on so many. The reason why is because so many agents don't have skills. This is if I we get excited 
because we obviously have a lot of opportunity to help a lot of you guys create these incredibly lucrative, profitable, enjoyable real estate businesses, but also because we sold real estate and we know what it's like to be in a market like this where you are surrounded by people that don't know what to say or how to say it. This is a skills-based market more than I've ever seen before in my career. Yes, and I, I really believe that as the inventory stays low and prices go higher and all the things that we're dealing with, we're going to start seeing some of those companies go away because it's becoming more and more obvious that what they're selling to agents does not work. Remember, if it did work, we would have more active listings out there. So what Julie is saying, it's actually two points, is that every time we've been in this business for... <laughs> for 100 years. 125, <laughs> almost you know, like 27 years. And every time there's been a... Uh, prior to a slowdown, there has been this peak of BS. And the BS has always been around marketing. It, it's always all these people trying to sell you geofarming and postcards versions. and all this stuff. The team stuff's been around forever. And do a delegator ditch it, which, by the way, is good business sense. But doing all these other things, it's all this stuff, this mark, this wave that pours in along with essentially the, the market being less skills-based, right? So when sell, inventory sells itself and, every, and there's FOMO to buy a house. When FOMO exists and the in, uh, prices are rising, it is relatively easy to sell a real estate. It's just a function of basically who you know. That was the market. We are leaving that market. And now we're going to be entering into a market that's skills-based. If you don't have the skills, you're not going to survive. And here's the exciting part. Most of the agents, and I mean this, and I'm sorry for agents, but not all of them listen to our podcast, believe it or not. <laughs> uh, but agents that are stuck in the mud, believing that they can buy their way to being passive lead generators, brand their way into being successful, buy buyer leads, build big transactionally based businesses that are buying all their leads from Zillow or whatever. Those are the agents that are going to suffer the most. We've seen it happen at least, I think, notably four times before. It's going to happen again. All those companies that are selling you guys all the gimmicks, they go out of business. But here's something also that's happening. The reason there's so many of them is because a lot of venture money got into the real estate space, mm -hmm. and that venture money is exiting just as fast. So all these little businesses that were selling all these little lead generation marketing you know, widgets, they're the ones that are going to fail the fastest. And if you have been buying your business and uh, building it based on someday, one day, your marketing is going to work for you. And then all the, the clouds are going to part and the rays of sunshine are going to pour gold nickels on you. If that's what your, your belief has been in your real estate business, you're going to quickly have to adjust to the new reality. Skills wins the day. Would you choose a doctor that did not meet those four criteria that we gave to you? Would you choose any professional that didn't at least meet those four criteria? You wouldn't. And yet you do when you're choosing who to do business with and who to align with for your real estate business. And when you make the wrong decision and when you listen to the wrong thing and you spend your efforts and your time on this planet doing stuff that does not result in you helping people and making money, you don't get that time back. And what's even worse, and this is really at the heart of what motivates Julie and I more than anything at this point in our careers, is we actually feel responsible for those of you who we are, I mean, I don't want to say it, but here's how I honestly feel. We're trying to save you guys from essentially being real estate roadkill. And if we're not impassioned with how we deliver our message and what we say and how we say it, you guys aren't going to listen. And the probability of you staying in this business, we know statistically is about zero. That breaks my heart. That breaks Julie's heart and all of our, because you have worked your asses off to get into real estate, relatively speaking. You're going to have to work harder to stay in real estate. But if you fail out of real estate, what else, how else is that going to adversely affect you? It's going to change the way you look at life. It's going to change the way you look at yourself. 
the change that you're going to all of a sudden be somebody who is motivated, excited to do something, and then you failed at it. We don't want that to happen because the unintended consequences of that failure are far reaching and can go generationally. Maybe you don't spend as much time with your kids. Maybe you don't spend as much time with things you could have otherwise done. Maybe had you stayed on the, the correct path and you become very profitable in your real estate business, you could have, you know, built, you know, things that would have been life changing, would have changed mm -hmm. humanity. You could have done all kinds of different things. You could have become someone who's the greatest true motivator and influencer, not because you say you are, but because you actually got the job done. You guys get it? You have, what was that Netflix thing we're watching with Anna? What's her name? Anna Delvey. All right, Anna Delvey. She's a good example. I think it's called Inventing Anna or something like that. Probably. Yeah. So well, you guys should watch that because, I mean, the middle, is interesting. the middle part's truthfully, it's kind of boring. You could just skip to the end part. But here's the gist of it. A, a millennial gal who created a complete uh, persona for herself, who uh, essentially was trying to influence her way to having people believe that she was the real deal. She was manufacturing every aspect of of her life moved to new york buying expensive clothes somebody else's money strange say, accent say strange accent that's unidentifiable you guys should watch it all of it was basically lies all of it was created now some of you don't understand that she did she was trying to have the world perceive her as something that she wasn't and what happens is she's in jail now right. okay i mean that's I'm, that's the punchline that's the punchline i just uh, spoiler alert okay right. now a lot of you are following that same methodology, belief that you have to fool the world into thinking you're successful and then you become successful. That's what the social networking craze has been all about. That's what marketing is all about. That's not how it really works. Now, you can have people believe that you're uh, successful and believe that you're rich, but you won't be. So if you have a choice, and this is a great question, a great way to end this, I think, right? Mm -hmm. If you have a choice between being famous in being rich and rich is where your money works for you and you no longer have to work for your money rich is where you basically are independent from ever having to worry about money again and you can start doing different things in your life other than worrying about how you're going to pay your bills you have to choose but you cannot have both you have to choose between famous and being rich which would you choose being famous does not make you rich Okay. A lot of famous people that are broke or uh, in prison most or of both, them. right? Exactly. Infamous, so, maybe. So it's very easy to be famous. So being famous nowadays, you know, on Instagram, I mean, I, Julie and I get recognized. Who cares? That doesn't get us paid. I, know, so I, <laughs> I mean, who cares? We have weird. people strike up conversations with us, and it, they're like, and, uh, and Julie and I will walk away, and I'll go, who is that? And she'll go, I don't know. Happened yesterday. Doesn't matter. That doesn't get you anywhere in life. What gets you somewhere in life is helping people. That's the essence of what every successful people, uh, persons have always known. What you want is a great reputation for having been a problem solver. What you want is a great reputation from ha actually having been somebody that was able to make somebody else's, or in your cases, thousands of other people's lives better because of your expert level of service. Trying to skip the work part of this and just say, think you can fool people into believing that you've already earned the right to have that level of social status, call it what it is, will not work. But that is the great lie that so many of you are buying. What do you think? Yeah, well, I mean, the only thing worse than being real estate roadkill is, is that and ending up with a whole bunch of debt because you were trying out all of these social things that didn't work. And again, I go back to if it did work, where are your listings? If you're going to get it from that source, show me the show me the deals, right? So it does get back to being a problem solver. And I'll tell you, one thing that surprised me looking back at our own real estate careers was how absolutely 
uh, not just loyal, but referral machines for sale by owners were. Heck yeah. More so even than, you know, we had a lot of great past clients repeat and referral, but it always shocked me how super loyal and referral based for sale by owners were. And why is that? Because you did something that they couldn't do on their own. And because some of them went FISBO after the person they already knew failed, they're like, well, I can do a better job than the agent that I expired with, right? So being that problem solver will get you that name recognition, will get you that those referrals, but you've got to do the work first. I'll say the reason that for sale by owners were our best referral source is because we let them, we took, we listed the house, we sold the house, we got paid, they got paid, but we didn't make them feel like they failed for not having sold it themselves. That's right. You're and on that's the same team. Right. We're on the same team. We didn't make it, we didn't make them uh, feel like they're backed in a corner where we were trying to follow traditional real estate tactics and saying, <laughs> yeah. you're not going to sell it yourself. You're not going to sell it for the same price. That isn't how our system works. That's not one of the things we teach you as far as premier coaching. We want to say things like, Mr. Seller, listen, you've got a terrific property. It's priced perfectly. Frankly, your home brochure is great. There's no question in my mind that you could sell this house yourself. But let me sell, let me ask you a quick question, Mr. Seller. If I, if I were to bring a buyer by that wanted to pay your price or significantly more, and I took care of all the hassle, all the legal hassle, all the inspections, all the Mickey Mouse that's associated with the appraisal, the survey, the movers, the insurance, all the millions of different people, you know, something like 2,000 different people on the front end and the back end are involved with different real estate transactions. It's ridiculous. If I dealt with essentially that entire system, and Mr. Seller, here's what matters most. The check I hand you at closing is the same, if not significantly more than you can get selling it yourself. Mr. Seller, why wouldn't you list the house with me? See, that's the difference between experienced scripting that does not argue with somebody like a for sale by owner, like all the free crap that you guys can download that gets you to say things like, well, obviously your marketing isn't very good. I'll do a better job than that. Don't be in contention with them. And I, I think you're right that one of the reasons why we had very loyal and referral giving people is because we're on the same page, not just for sale by owners, but anytime you deal with an objection, well, that might be the right thing for you. But have you considered this? That's different than arguing to the death. You know, I mean, so many agents will hang up and they'll be like, I won that conversation. Well, that's great, but you didn't win the listing. That's right. Remember, your job is to help people. That is what a real estate professional, or by the way, any professional, that's what they get paid for. A salesperson, you can replace the word salesperson, though you are salespeople. Julie and I are salespeople at the end of the day. You're, but replace that word with a person who helps people, a problem solver, because that's truly what you are. All right. So yes. that is your plan. Move <laughs> forward with this, guys. Right. We'll talk to you on the show tomorrow. By the way, what's the topic tomorrow? Have you decided? Uh, we're going to be getting even deeper into how to get more listings. This com this was mainly about dealing with you know, getting on the phone and talking about all these different options and not assuming that they're always going to buy with you or that you're not going to find them anything. We're going to talk about additional sources and in some cases, maybe even give them uh, some affiliate codes and things like that for uh, things that actually work, that are proven to work. And so guys, pay attention. Guys, listen, there is no way we're even scratching the surface of what you get in our premier coaching program. Yep. Some of you said, well, I could just listen to their podcast. And I get, no, you don't. No, it's not you even, think you can. You think you can. We appreciate the fact you like the podcast. But no, this is nothing like our, our uh, coaching program. Yeah, we're our, exposing you to what you need to be doing and how you need to be thinking. That's different than what the coaches do on the daily Facebook Live where they're answering questions, they're completely. moving you forward faster, we're getting you out of your own way, all of that kind of thing. So text the word Premier to 47372 if you want to join Premier Coaching today. Text the word Premier to 47372. Remember, message and data rates may apply. We'll talk to you guys on the show tomorrow. 
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.